I'm going to get my breath back. I just ran up and down the stairs. That's me done for the day for, for my fitness. Yeah, you That's need to work on cardio. Yep, definitely. Welcome, welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Kevin. And we're nerds. Well, yeah, I can't argue with that. Or is it, <laughs> what's the, hang on, are we nerds or dorks? What's the difference? Oh, God. It's kind of like saying, oh, I'm a geek. You don't mind being a geek because you can be a cool geek. But when it comes to being a nerd, it's kind of like, oh, it's not oh, really cool to be a nerd. But when it comes to being a dork, I think that's even worse. No, I, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think nerd means you're into nerdy things. But if you're a dork, you're good at maths. Like you're, ah, you're, right. good, you're intelligent when nerds are just like in nerdy things. We're, not, we're thick. Isn't that the same as geek? Uh, yeah, geek. You're into geeky things. Yeah, but you can be, be a cool a, geek. Can you be a dorky nerd? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, probably. Yeah, if you mix, start mixing them, maybe it doesn't sound as bad. <laughs> Answers on a postcard to what you think. What's the difference between a nerd and a dork? <laughs> We're going to talk about games today. Woohoo! I like games. Yay! Yeah. Hang on, though, Steve. Are you talking about Monopoly or something else? No, 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 no. Let's let's not talk about board games. Let's talk about um, let's talk about all computer games. And that's the best kind. The best kind, yeah. Because you get a bit nostalgic, and actually, I get a bit nostalgic. Um, and like I'm on the mobile phone, and my son's like wants to play uh, Pac-Man. So I, I find I find the best Pac-Man I can I can see on there, which doesn't have so many ads. It's unreal, mm-hmm. and uh, and. And you play it, and, and you think, oh yeah, I love Pac-Man. This is great. But when you actually compare, <laughs> when you actually compare the mobile version of uh, Pac-Man, which is supposed to be the original Pac-Man, it, it literally isn't the original Pac-Man. The original Pac-Man is just blockiness, blocky squares. And then I think it must have been upgraded like in the yeah. 80s at some point. Um, it's still early on to get, but it's still nowhere near the um, like the HD quality that we get now. Yeah, I mean the blocky graphics are part of the charm, isn't it? But yeah, I think the problem is what you you what I find is that it's the nostalgia factor. The the game was probably a complete pile of shit back, <laughs> but we knew it back then. But because we're looking at it with like those, oh, I remember playing that. It seems better than what it really was. Yeah, and then you find the game on your mobile because somebody's remade it and. It's better graphics and everything. You go, oh yeah, this was cool. This is, yeah, I love it. But you actually, yeah, if you, if you go back and play the original, you'd be like, yeah, this is rubbish. Yeah, I, I mean that's the thing with, I mean, I never had top range computers back in the day. My first computer was a TRS eighty, which I doubt many people will even know what that is. And then I upgraded to an Acorn Electron. Ooh. Oh well, it's, so what was the, the first one? What was that? Is that who was that made by? Uh, Radio Shack, <laughs> I think no, it was a Tandy Radio Shack Tandy, something like that. Um, ah. It was proper old school, um, black and white, sixteen k. And even when we got it, it was outdated when we got it. Actually, they used to refer to its nickname was the Trash Eighty. They used to call it the <laughs> Trash Eighty because it was so rubbish. <laughs> I played hours on that. I played hours. They had some great text adventures on there. I used to love the text adventure games because the graphics were so rubbish. <laughs> you, you better you're off using your imagination. Yeah. Well, what's funny about that is I didn't play. I didn't even play um, a Spectrum 
it was a Spectrum ZX me mate had. And um, I might have played a couple of games, but I didn't even see that until um, I was about 14 or something. So, um, which was really late, but he still had it. And we, we I was more interested in making our own games. So we would take, um, you know, the, what you call choose your own adventure style mm. uh, book. And I had this great idea. I was like, oh, is it Steve Jackson? Um, Ian Livingstone, yeah, Steve Jackson and Ian Livingstone. Yeah, so I had, I had, I think I had a couple of those books, and I was like, "Oh, I've got this great idea! We could replicate these books in game format." <laughs> and we had this idea that we could, um, uh, we could make a text-based game, choose your own, you know, path, and um, and I think we must have got a quarter of the way through the book before we got really bored. <laughs> but but that was the start of like, "Oh, this is cool! You can make your own game." That was awesome. Never. Yeah, I, I used I, to do that. I used to. Yeah, I used to do the old. Uh, I didn't convert a choose your own adventure book i used to like i used to use like arrays and things like that and you'd have to design a grid terribly complicated stuff considering i was 12 that's quite advanced stuff i don't want to well, burst a bubble though but um they did already back in the 80s already start converting those game books to computer games <laughs> yeah and on the I'd spectrum look- <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah everything we tried was pointless but Wait, it was all no, good. They, they stole your idea. You must have, <laughs> I don't know, posted it on a pen pal or written into a magazine and you let it got published. Uh, uh-huh. They stole it that yeah. way. <laughs> this is at the same time of messing around with the Spectrum. We, uh, we may have had a, um, a normal PC because everyone had started getting sort of normal computers at that point. Um, and we used to go on... Uh, at, at the time, everyone was into like four chat forums, <laughs> and we'd go into a chat forum. And I don't know how, how we even got it right, but we we had a little program, and you could you could chat to people, and you could be like, "Oh, um, I'll send you my picture." So you'd send them this file, and it looked like a JPEG, but when they opened it, it would install in their computer, and then you could control their computer. What, hang on, so you were hacking people's computers? <laughs> Basically. In the 90s, it were, what, 1996 or something it would have been, or 95? Yeah, probably 94, 95. Like I said, oh. I don't know where you got this program from. So, hang on, let me just clarify then. So, you were going on chat rooms and promising <laughs> to send pictures of yourselves to people. <laughs> so, you were basically leading paedophiles on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically. <laughs> and yeah, but this is how naive people were back then. If you sent them a file and said, "Oh, here's my picture," they would actually open it. And whereas, like, we might be a bit suspicious of all of this. You could probably still get those programs. I'm not really sure where from, but we uh, we sent a picture to someone. They were like, "Oh, it doesn't it doesn't work. It, it it's not opening." And um and we were like, her, her, uh, like beavers and butthead. <laughs> yeah, we've got control. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And we started controlling the person's mouse and then we flipped the screen upside down. There was like a little control panel came up and you could do all kinds of stuff. So, God, you were a right little sod, wasn't you? Terrible, that, isn't it? But we thought it was hilarious. (laughs) Oh, yeah, don't get me wrong. It is quite funny. Uh, (laughs) Sweaty old man thinking he's going to get a picture of some naked young lads and he's like, what's going on? So you could have been talking to Gary Glitter. Well, I'm pretty sure that once they switch the computer off and like restart it, that it would just go back to normal. And then, and then once we lost connection, that was it. You couldn't, you, you couldn't just do it again. Like next time they switch the computer on, 
Or maybe you could. We just didn't know how. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or we were thinking that we might have actually permanently broken someone's computer. Yeah. Uh, how <laughs> do you live with the guilt? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. The screen is permanently upside down. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the days of dial-up connections as well. Bing, yeah. bing, bing, bing. <laughs> that horrible noise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is like even that sound is nostalgic now people go oh yeah remember that like it's on the matrix the sound of it is at the beginning of the matrix isn't it <laughs> yeah <laughs> and everyone's like oh remember that they remember it fondly but actually at the time you were like oh my god just connect I'll already stop. yeah hurry up why do you have to make this stupid sound <laughs> yeah is that... <laughs> are you on the on the internet again i need to use the phone yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, actually, the um, the the cassettes that you put in the spectrum, they made that sound as well, because you would load the game, wouldn't you, from the, the cassette? They made that exact noise. Yeah. Um, oh God, I remember cassette loading games were just. I, I, it, it was very temperamental, and I remember I had a Commodore sixty four after the Acorn Electrum, and you'd go load a game, walk away. About 10 minutes later, you'd come back to see if it's loaded. It's either going to be press fire to begin, way happy days, or it's just crashed on the yeah. loading screen. You're like, oh, for God's sake. Ah, or, or it chews your, um, it chews the table. So, <laughs> so you'd never be able to play it again. <laughs> yeah. Well, then you're like, when you realize, though, talking about those old cassette tapes as well. I mean, I've got a few here still, but what always struck me as really funny even like now, is the box art would be the most amazing. It would be a wizard <laughs> with a staff held up and a dragon swooping down, fire breathing, <laughs> and like, yeah. whoa, this game looks awesome. But the game never lived up to the expectation that you had painted on the box. Yeah. So I think that was part that. of the charm. The, the actual packaging of games back then was a real treat. I remember when I had a Commodore 64, if you had the budget games on cassette tapes and just a normal cassette box, but if you went and bought the the nine ninety nine games, the Gucci ones that were new releases, they came in boxes, like yeah. big cardboard boxes with manuals and things in them. It was like, oh, unpacking a treat. It was a proper like treat to open the box up and things. Like someone's <laughs> giving you a box of chocolates. Uh, a treat, a treat to myself. We are getting nostalgic now because I remember that with the uh, CDs. My first ever CD was uh, uh, Use Your Illusion 1 by Guns N' Roses. And um, when I was in junior school, my friend's brother used to listen to Guns N' Roses. And um, and I'd only, my mate used to sing the songs in class, right? So, so I used to, I, I knew Guns N' Roses songs before I'd listened to Guns N' Roses. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, then, and then he made me a tape with some Guns N' Roses songs on. And it had, um, it had what I didn't realise was, I thought it was Use Your Illusion 1. But it was actually a bit of a mix of Use Illusion 1, Use Illusion 2. Um, and I think it had some Appetite for Destruction songs on there as well. So when I actually bought Use Illusion 1 <laughs> and played it, I was like overwhelmed with joy because there was like these extra songs on, which I'd never heard wow. before. I thought it was the most awesome thing. But yeah, I'd, 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 be, I'd, I'd take the, the, um, the little booklet out and I'd read all the lyrics. Can I just put a clarity on here? We do not condone piracy in any way. <laughs> P- piracy? Piracy. Pluracy. Oh, no, that's a lung condition. Piracy. Piracy. <laughs> yeah, we don't agree with pluracy. So anyone yeah. who has, who's had pluracy, you just leave now. 
no piracy. Yeah. Uh, although, although I, I did read that the um, the the people who used to do uh, download torrents and you know movies and um, everything illegally, um, they are actually apparently the people who buy most of they actually they also buy the products as well, so they'll get them for free so they can watch them and then they'll actually buy them as well. So um, there is oh, a bit. Yeah, of I, I haven't got a clue what a torrent is, and I, I have no idea what any of that is. <laughs> Honest. <laughs> I better just. Hide those like piles of CDs and those old computers that have got everything saved on them. Yeah, we'll, we'll just cut this bit out. Um, yeah, yeah, good idea. Well, we used to do that with games. Well, I knew people that used to get cassette tape games and you could just copy the cassette tape. Uh, so, so you went from the Radio Shack thingy me, Bob, to yeah. Commodore 64. No, no, TRS 80 or the Trash ah. 80 to an A yeah. called Electron. Uh, to a Commodore 64, and then I finally got an Amiga, right? And now uh, this is like the... So, obviously, we're, we're talking in low numbers of memory here. So, I had an Amiga yeah. 500, and it had 512 kilobytes, so half a meg. Yeah. I was always behind everybody else on computers. So, when I had an Acorn Electron, everyone had Spectrums and whatnot. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm really proud. I've got a... Finally, I've got an Amiga... 500 with half a meg on it and then all my mates were getting like megabyte upgrades so they all had like one megabyte Amigas <clears throat> so they used to take the piss out of me and call me half meg Kev <laughs> half meg yes it's annoying like if I do if I'd had a megabyte I'd been called the meg back then which would have been a bit of a cooler name than half meg the half meg half meg Kev I like yeah. that half meg <laughs> Kev <laughs> <laughs> you've, only well, got half, you've only got 512 kilobytes but we've got 1024 kilobytes ah you're poor kilobytes <laughs> in my little finger now oh and you compare that to today that's like minuscule I've got a little SD card that'll have like 64 well I've got 128 gigabyte SD card that's the size <laughs> of my fingernail the Amiga was the very first computer I ever experienced, as in gaming-wise. And then, and around the same time, because in primary school, one of my other friends had an Atari, because I remember playing Dig Dug. But, Do you mean like an Atari ST? Um, no, not the um, the not that it's the little black box with the the silver stripe across. Um, not the uh, not the brown thing that was. I think it was made of wood, actually, wasn't it? <laughs> Out of walnut would finish, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. It was just the style of the day. Yeah. But we, um, well, I remember going to my friend's house, and he, he had, his, well, his big brothers had an Amiga. And I was like, what is this? And we played, like, um, we played, uh, it came from the desert. Oh, that was one of my favourite games. Yeah. B-movie yeah. with Yance. Oh, uh, well, it was like, on the desert, unchanged for millions of years, yet witness to a biblical prophecy come true. That one the day, meek. The that's meek it. Inherit the earth. Yes, yeah, I still remember the whole thing. <laughs> brilliant. And uh, and then, I, I don't think I ever got past the the beginning. Actually, it was a, there was a point where you had to escape from hospital. The hospital chase. It's like there he goes. Stop him. Yeah, <laughs> I could never get out of the hospital. But while being caught, thrown in your bed in hospital, and kept there for days and days pass, and then you finally get waking up in your your house. Yeah. That was a good game, though. Oh, yeah, awesome. But then, 
I discovered after that a game which I thought was the best ever, and I still think it's it's got to be me top one of my top games as well. Um, it was Another World. Oh yeah, that's the one where they use the stop motion one, where you're yeah. on a computer and you get transported to an alien planet. That was yeah. really hard. That first level, uh, you've got to jump over like the bug things or the falling yeah. rocks, and then a, a, a lion chases you or something. Yeah. I've got the um, I, can't, I think it might be the thirtieth anniversary game for PC. I've got, a, I think I might have the fifteenth anniversary as well. <laughs> I just keep it's, buying them every. It's on uh, the PS Store as well because uh, uh, PlayStation. But that's such game a good was game. It was frustrating though. I, I, yeah, I remember it wowed me for the graphics at the time, um, mm-hmm. but it was just frustrating gameplay. They did a sequel to it called Flashback, I think. I was going to mention this because. I tried to find out, is Flashback, people ask the question, is Flashback the sequel yes. to um, Another World? And some people say, no, it isn't. Some people say it is. So I'm like, is it really? It's, I mean, it's it's very similar. Like The the design, the way the way the character moves, it looks like the same character as well, doesn't it? Is yeah, it I, I, I'm sure. It's, I, I mean, I never completed Another World, so I don't know how that ended, but I'm, we put that in my mind now, but I'm pretty sure it's a sequel. Uh but I it flies off in much. the end. Obviously. Yeah. What? Spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. You um. Ah. Oh, you fly off on the um. On a on a massive dragon. I'm pretty sure that's the end. I mean, I got I quite far it. in it. I got far in it. I but I got to the bit where you catch and you have to escape with your alien mate, and it's sort yeah. of like running around a mazy type bit there. But from what my I never really got into flashback because it turned it more into a jumping platform game which yeah it was more geared towards consoles at that point i think yeah i, I mean say I, that's I, the top amiga game though i mean to me that's got to be another world monkey island yeah another world's think? not secret of monkey island was revolutionary at the time really i mean yeah. I, I see i haven't actually played that so i'm gonna have to that's in my next task yeah it's I'll... available quite a, quite a lot of areas but it's a yeah. the point and click adventure games Oh, you see, I'm not really into point and click. Oh, I used but... to love all of those. There were some classics back in the day. Secret of Monkey Island, um, King's Quest, Heroes Quest game, so you want to be a hero. Uh-huh. Uh, Police Quest, loads of clicky point and click ones. Bernice, did, um... Steel Sky, Day of the Tentacle. Oh, see, they all sound awesome. They act, the titles sound brilliant. <laughs> um, Full Throttle, Sam and Max Hit the Road. Um, awesome games. Ah, oh, yeah, right. Write a list and I'll play them all. <laughs> oh, and as well, they should have made this the plot to the Indiana Jones film that they made, but they, you had Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis. That was mm-hmm. one of the best point-and-click adventures. The plot was really good. It was basically searching well, for Atlantis. Um, it would have made a really good movie script, but instead they went for the Crystal Skull thing. Uh, and these are all uh, Amiga games. Oh, games on the and PC, yeah, they were on oh, Amiga PC. <clears throat> well, you're talking about like that, the, the 90s, whatever computer was in the 90s, because I think by the start of the 90s, all those other different computers started to just die out and it then just got taken over by Mac or PC. There was so much choice, and loads of people had different computers all at school, so you'd have yeah. arguments in school about which computer was the best. <laughs> I used to keep my mouth shut because all I had was an A called Electrum whilst they were arguing about Spectrums and Commodore 64s and then yeah. when I got a Commodore 64 at last they were arguing about the Amiga or Atari ST like, <laughs> I can't keep up 
Well, what was now well, look at me. I've got everything. <laughs> Several TV screens. I'm, I'm just playing different games from different consoles all at the same time. Yep. I'd like to yeah. introduce my 12-year-old self to my room now that I'm sitting there. It'd be like, <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> well, my mate had... Uh, he had a PC, and I don't think any of my other mates had a PC. And I remember going to his house, and I was intrigued by it, because he, he brought the browser, which I don't know what kind of browser it was. What was it back then? It would have um, been Explorer. Yeah, probably just whatever that came with Microsoft. Oh, and, yeah. Um, well, it would have been Windows 3.1, probably. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then, well, I don't know. If you were using browsers, you probably started to get into Windows 95. Oh, it could have been, yeah. Actually, that probably that makes green, sense. Back, probably around that. Green background. Um, that would have been when I first got on the internet. It was Windows 95. Yeah. Well, he. I, I remember looking at it, right? And I was like, so what do you do? <laughs> You know, like yeah. I'm, I'm just kind of looking at it, thinking, does it? I don't know. Does it like do you play games on it or something? I don't know. And he's like, oh, you just type in here. So he, he typed in the, 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 the URL field, and he's like, and I'm like, right, okay. So how do you? What, I don't get it. How do you find stuff? <laughs> like, because then I was like, oh, can you find um, can you find a Pantera website of Pantera images? And I started becoming obsessed with like, oh, you can get images off the internet. This is awesome. <laughs> And, uh, and then we have the boom of the porn industry. <laughs> yeah. That was your uh, next you... logical step. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it, doesn't it? Yeah. Images, porn. <laughs> yeah. uh, you would have been, I'd see what you mean, like your search engine back then. It wouldn't have been Google. You would have had like no. uh, the old search engines. It wouldn't have been Google. It would have been uh, Ask Jeeves, Bing, Yahoo. Yeah. Yeah. You see, when it wasn't for another five years that I started to actually use the internet properly, as in I had a, a Yahoo email account and and things. Yeah, so my first email account was I've still got that same email account from yeah. Yahoo, but it's got a stupid um, name on it because I was a lot younger <laughs> then, and I didn't think that I might want to give that email out to people. True, true. Most so of my I'm emails thinking... are stupid. Oh. You see, but you see, even even around that time though, like. Steve. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's Doesn't it. Come much <laughs> Who, actually, I would quite like that, wouldn't you? Like just your first name, email address. Your first starts with your first name. That'd be easy. You got to make up all kinds of stuff now, don't you? There'd be quite a lot of Steves in the world, though. So that wouldn't really. Yeah, work. Steve at Yahoo.co.uk. Well, let's try and see if you get a response. <laughs> okay, there. Are you a Steve too? Hi, Steve. <laughs> and then in some weird twist you find out that it's actually yourself from like the future that you've been emailing oh, like some kind of temporal rift yeah yeah <laughs> and he's not telling you the lottery numbers the... <laughs> damn you even you're getting annoyed with a fictional future version of yourself <laughs> he's, uh, he's telling you like god I remember when I was like 20 years when I was you the games were really rubbish, weren't they? You used to have to use like controllers and stuff. Now you just use the power of your mind. It doesn't. It doesn't need to give us uh, the the lottery numbers because in the future you own nothing and you're happy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're, we're like like Star Trek Federation now. No one has any possessions or money or anything. Yeah. Like, what? Don't, don't. <laughs>
don't need it's it. Free. Ah, oh, well, you know what though? It was like during the nineties. It was um, that was when I first got an Atari, and I was behind everyone. I was like you, I was way behind. In the nineties, yeah. When you say an Atari, what Atari are you S- talking about? Oh. So, are you talking about the consoles? Yes, the console, yeah. Oh, uh, no, that was like, God, you were behind then. Because I was going to say, because I doubt you'd have had the S. The ST was relatively new in the 90s, I think. Um, oh, was it? Well, you had the Atari, the first one would have been Atari 2600. Then I think you had the Atari 7800 or the Atari 800. And then the Atari 7800. Well, yeah, look, I've got it, I've got it in this room somewhere. Hold on a minute. It might be if it's the sleek black looking one. That was the last one yes. I made. And Here I'm we go. I think it's the Excel or something. It's the, um, I'm getting it out now. It's the Atari 2600. Oh, the 2600? Yes. That, oh my. That was <laughs> old. But it's, is it the black version? Is it the sleek black version? Yes. Yeah. The, that's what I was talking about before. Like before this version, I think it was just like a wooden style. Yeah, I think that must be a re-release, like later on, late eight, mid eighties. I would have thought we'll have to look yeah. into that one. Um, yeah, because I had a feeling that you had something like the seven eight hundred, which would be like the the better one. But no, that was that was proper shit still. Yeah, yeah, but but to me it was awesome. I had games like River Raid and I, I had uh, Dig Dug, but I'd already played Dig Dug, like probably. Eight years before, <laughs> or six yeah. years before. <laughs> yeah, can you remember uh, Pole Position? Yes, that was just a and, straight track. It didn't yeah. have any, yeah. And um, actually, you're talking about Flashback. Uh, there was a game called Pitfall. Oh, yeah, did... yeah, that's like one of the classics from that system. Yeah. It's like and an I think Indiana that... Jones kind of. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what the idea was, but it didn't look anything like that well no it was no. bad graphics you swung over pits pits and yeah. crocodiles yeah and looking back on that though that kind of reminds us of flashback <laughs> except flashback is way better yeah yeah i suppose it I or another Maybe world or another world yeah yeah because you had to jump over the stuff then you had to swing over that and press the button yeah, yeah it's the same gameplay as another world oh my yeah. god mind blown another world is just basically a rehash of <laughs> Or maybe that was maybe another world was more original. But when they brought flashback up, they went, "Oh no, we could make a we could make another world in the style of Pitfall." Oh, yes, yeah. but, and they uh, thought that's a great idea. They'll never know. I mean, I, I'm shocked that you had that in the '90s. That was your game. I thought I was behind. Yep. Yeah, I mean, mind you, you had a console. I didn't know anyone that really had consoles back then in the '80s, early '90s. Yeah. Um, most people, me and my mates, that we had like it, it would have been Spectrums or Commodore. 64. Yeah. I remember having arguments with someone over what was better, the Commodore sixty four or the Spectrum. Um, <laughs> I mean, yes, he uh, had a Spectrum with one hundred twenty eight k, and I was limited to sixty four k. But I had hardware sprite capability and a SID sound chip in it. With the Spectrum, what? did that have software sprites? <laughs> and and it didn't have a, it had less of a color palette. And there's you <laughs> playing Pitfall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I would have so taken the piss out of you at school. For uh, well, you see, all my mates are in the same position, though. Well, we, there was a, it was still seen as a bit geek if you played computer games back then. It, yeah. wasn't, as, it wasn't as cool as if you saw, oh, like, playing computer games. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, cool. 
Well, back yeah. then, you'd get laughed at a lot and thought yeah. a bit sad. Well, even back then, I remember Super Breakout, which was you had um, I had a controller with was just which was just a sort of a round knob that you turned left and right, and Super Breakout was the you know the little you got the um, the it's, kind of platform at uh, the bottom moving left and right, yeah, and you have to bounce, yeah, and um, even then I thought that was rubbish, but. I still played it. All, all those games I had, I knew were rubbish, but I had nothing else. So it's yeah, like, exactly. It is what it is. Uh, did you play um, Raiders of the Lost Ark on the Atari? No, but I remember, I didn't know there was a Raiders of the Lost Ark. I remember they did a Temple of Doom. Well, so Raiders of the Lost Ark, and then if you if you put that alongside E.T., yeah. which was the worst game. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, Raiders of the Lost Ark is really similar. So, oh, really? Wonder, oh, yeah. <laughs> I've probably got it on an emulator somewhere. I'll have to look at it. But um, yeah, it's interesting you say about ET. That was apparently the reason of the great game crash back in the eighties, because yeah. it cost them so much to produce, and it was so bad that they couldn't sell them or anything. So they had to bury a load of them in the desert. <laughs> and, it, and that is actually true because they dug a load of these cartridges up quite recently. Um, really? It led to the, yeah, it led to the great collapse of the games industry for that period. <laughs> so a lot of big gaming labels collapsed. One game I mean, in the like... Yeah, I've played it and it's bad. Yeah. But then, yeah, it is. The thing is, I don't know. You say, oh, it's bad. But I'm like, every game that you play on that console, if you have an emulator now, it's all rubbish. No, no, that's no, just no. another. That that's just like another rubbish game. I no, because like if if you play River Raid, for example, right? River Raid, I loved River Raid, and um, I got it on emulator on my mobile as well. <clears throat> um, and my son played it, and he liked it. And even I like it now. It's still quite hard as well. I'm trying so to that think is what one River Raid was. Is it like a Frogger or something? Oh, I was going to say similar, but no, it's not really. You, you're a, you're an aircraft. And the screen continues to scroll down, so you're moving around, and you have to, you can um, you have to refuel and not bump into boats or aeroplanes. And oh, you've got so it's you've got to like stay, a, you've got like, stay within the river. Ah, uh, so it's a look down helicopter or yes. game, and you fly. You're right, I got you. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's really good. Favorite game on the Atari, brilliant. I mean, I suppose I can see why maybe ET if you compare it to. Like with ET, you like you walk around and you keep falling down holes, and yeah. then to get out of that, you stretch your neck and float out, and it's like, what are yeah. you even doing? It, or at least you're, you get... you're in a fight and you're fighting like planes and things, and yeah. going down a river, and you've got your yeah. imagination telling you it's better than exactly. And then the river splits into two, and it becomes narrower in places, so it it, it can become uh, quite difficult. Yeah, or um... ET. I mean, the whole game is just a maze. I think. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's weird. No, no. And then you start getting chased by uh, whoever it is. The government. <laughs> the government, yeah. And um, and then that just makes it even harder. Uh, maybe it's intentionally. It's supposed to be a hard game. Maybe it made sense when they were making it. Like, yeah, well, they mapped out this huge maze, and they were like, each screen screen is a block of this maze. So if you go if you go left instead of down, then you hit a wall and you fall down. You know, they probably had this whole great idea, but 
pulling it off just I, didn't work, did it? No, I think what happened, and you'll have to just Wikipedia this, I think there were the AT films coming out. We want this cartridge done by Christmas for the Christmas release. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, well, I've got, it gives me like six weeks to come up with a game from scratch. Do it! Um, and I think <laughs> he just, well, he did what he could. He, I think it was one programmer working on his own with a deadline of like a month to get a yeah. full game out. And it didn't matter how bad it was. They thought, it's got E.T.'s name on it. It's got E.T.'s picture on it because we've got the license. People will buy it. Yeah. But, yeah, and then it's, he's just brought that out and it was rubbish. <laughs> it's not really his fault. It's like, well, what can I do? Total crap. <laughs> Let's bury it all. Bury yeah, it all but, in the desert. <laughs> yeah, just I never talk about that again. But, um, <laughs> interesting, they never used to give credit to particularly 2600 they never gave credit to the programmers um so they wouldn't get any credit for the games they produced which led to uh, did you have the game adventure on the 2600 no uh it's actually quite uh, it's not a bad little game um it's a bit rubbishy looking but anyway it had the first ever easter egg in a game so the i don't know how anyone would have found it but you meant to pick up a certain dot and with that dot, if you went left, right, and into some other screen, through an invisible dark room, with that specific key in that order, then ah. it re- it revealed the game creator's name within it. Ah, and I remember so- that someone wrote into Atari saying, oh, I found this hidden screen. And the pro- the Atari didn't know he'd done that. So ah. <laughs> and then it led to more people hiding secret things within games. It's similar to... Um... Wonder Boy, in a way, except a lot more basic. It wasn't Wonder Boy the one where you're on a skateboard or something, and it's a scrolly platform. No, Wonder Boy is is the um, it's a you're a little sort of knight, I suppose. <laughs> you're on an adventure to save a princess. Oh, that must be. There's I I remember an old platformy game called Wonder Boy, and it was on a skateboard. Yeah. Maybe you um, I don't remember that on the Atari though. But uh, yeah, maybe well, well, this. This you are a quest, but you've got to like get keys to get some cup, a special chalice or something. So you'd have to like you're a little dot on the screen that moved around the maze, and then yeah. there'd be a dragon that would chase you, and you could kill him if you had the arrow. Um, I mean, again, you look at the box art, and you've got like a big dragon and a knight going at him with a sword. I, I, it doesn't look anything like that. Uh, yeah, so you're talking about the game Wonder Boy Skateboard. Whereas I'm talking uh, about, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's a more modern game. I I'm not really sure what. Wonder Boy, I remember having that on the Commodore 64, so that would have been maybe 90s. Maybe they're just made by the same company. But maybe it's just they thought, oh, this is a cool sounding name. We'll just reuse yeah. it. Yeah. Actually, you can get the Wonder Boy collection um, for the PlayStation. Oh. That'd be good. Maybe that includes Wonder Boy skateboard as well. I'm confused about Wonder Boy. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, Wonder Boy's a good game. That's why uh, Tenacious D sang a song called Wonder Boy. It is a popular name. Wonder Boy based on the game Wonder Boy, not Wonder Boy Skateboard. <laughs> yeah, um, I uh, don't even think Wonder Boy Skateboard was a particularly great game. But I don't know, did you have a game back then that you played for a long time? Like a, a just a game you kept going back to all the time? Um, do you mean for the Atari or or any game that you would any play religiously? Well, 
Yeah, I mean, we after the, the Atari, we got uh, Sega Master System, and I used to, I loved, there was um, Snail Maze, it's a hidden game on the Master System. Mm. And um, so you would, I don't know, up right, up right, up right, up right, left, down or something before the title came up, and you would be able to play the Snail Maze, and oh. that is that was excellent in the way it was just it was just like 10 levels um and it was just a fun game and yeah managed to complete all 10 levels uh, and it had won. a really catchy tune as well do 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 that's the thing with old games they were so repetitive the music yeah i can still if you name a game i'll tell you that i i can whistle the tune to it yeah yeah and it would repeat over and yeah, over again. Yeah. But then they started getting advanced, right? So if you look at new newer games, I don't know, if you played Resident Evil, name the theme tune for Resident Evil you like a part, I don't know. But if you go, oh, think about Son- Sonic the Hedgehog or something like that. I might not be able to actually do all the tunes, but you kind of remember they're actually really good tunes. Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, yeah. That was a uh, Green Hill Zone, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. Deal, deal, Yeah. That's stuck in my head. Now. Um, but they're also Double Dragon. Love Double Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> that sounded like. That sounded like the A Team. <laughs> Maybe we've just maybe we've just discovered. It does sound a bit at me. Um, yeah. I used to play. I, I, my brothers once were talking about this new arcade game where, oh my god, you can literally like pick up baseball bats and oh, hit yes. people with bat and, and use their <laughs> weapons. I was like, whoa, I've got to play this game. Yeah. And I remember like being blown away by that in the arcade. I was like, whoa, I yeah. can pick that bat up. <laughs> you know what? and then loads of other games came out that were almost like when, if you went down to the arcades there would be loads of games exactly the same pick stuff up and battered people were like 10 5p a time or 10p a time or something now it's oh, like yeah. 50p a quid <laughs> a pound for like a 30 minute play if that <laughs> uh, i think like the, the the days of the arcade games are over now it's like well i've just got a better yeah. game on my console now yeah <laughs> they can't exactly I mean, yeah, I used exactly. to like, if I got my pocket money, I'd run off down the arcades and I'd only get a couple of games because it was like 20p or something for a game or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, my favourite arcade game, I used to play Star Wars the arcade game a lot. It was the old 3D green vector graphic game. I loved that. It had samples from the, the films and everything in it. Uh, I don't know if you ever played that one, did you? No, never played it. I didn't even watch Star Wars. I didn't know it was a thing until I was like in my 20s. <laughs> O-M-G. Yeah. I was into Star Wars before I even saw the movies because oh. my brothers who were older had like the Star Wars figures and I kind of inherited it from them. So I yeah, was he's... like, I, I knew all the characters before I'd even seen the film. I don't even remember when I first saw Star Wars. It's like one of those things. That's, it's just always existed. Um, you see, while while you were into Star Wars, I was like still into Thundercats and He Man. Oh, I liked all of that. They were all classics. But so I used to play Outrun a lot. I don't know if you remember Outrun. Outrun. Yes. With the great um, soundtrack of any game. 
in fact, it was so good when you bought the um, computer version of it, it came with a audio cassette tape of the soundtrack. Yeah, I, I actually got good at Outrun, and the but the courses were kind of dead. The courses weren't difficult either, were they? Really? No, it was just twisty, it just, tiny t- tracks. Yeah, but it, it just kept the the actual game though kept you focused, didn't it? Even the, the time because, limit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was for the Sega though. That was for the. That might have been for the. I might have played that on the Mega Drive. It, maybe, it was know. on. Yeah, maybe you did. It was on every single console and computer. At the oh, time. okay. Because they used to do like most arcade classic arcade games. We'll talk about. I've played on like the computer conversion of it. It was never as good as the real version of it, but it was cheaper than spending like twenty p a pop on a game. So R type was another classic that was so frustratingly hard. I remember this for some reason. Um, it was like a shoot 'em up, sideways scrolling shoot 'em up. Yes, uh, I didn't have this, but me did. But yeah, it, it, it probably wasn't that one of the first games that were, uh, I'd say, like really complicated. There was a lot going on while you were shooting. Yes, it was a frustratingly difficult game. Um, mm-hmm. I could, I think, I only ever got up to the spaceship level. But I could never. I think I was like the fourth level. But I was on a limited budget at the time in the arcade. So once that like fifty pence was gone, it was gone. I couldn't play it anymore. Yeah. So when it came out on a computer, I was like, yes. And then Commodore sixty four had a good version of it as well. Some of my mates had a Mega Drive before I even had an Atari, right? And then oh, you were being envious. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, I just you go around one mate's house and they've got. A, um, I remember playing Sonic the Hedgehog, and I was just this is awesome, even though. Oh, this was before I'd even played it on the Master System. <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, and then, um, yeah, the Mega Drive was good. Like I think you had Alex Kid. Uh, yeah. It was a free. I think that came with it. It was a free game that was actually built into the the console. I didn't think the um, console had any built-in games. Oh, maybe, um, maybe, Alex I Kid mean, was a console. That was a cartridge game. I, I remember. Yeah, and then I, I remember playing Altered Beast. That uh, was a good. Yeah, yeah like that was a good one too. You turned into a beast or something at the, at yeah. the game, as it? Yeah, I vaguely remember yeah. it. Golden Axe. Golden Axe. Ah, oh, yes. I forgot about that. I really love Golden Axe. And again, you I got to pick up weapons and ride little dragons in that, couldn't you? Yeah. I even got to the, the, I can't remember ever completing it, but I got to the boss, the very last boss, quite a few times. But never completed it. But this was the problem. Well, I don't know if this was the problem or part of the just the whole thing of um, keeping you interested in the games. But you couldn't save it anywhere, could you? So you'd have to complete the whole thing. It was just really hard to complete things back in the day, wasn't it? Yeah, you just had to do it until you finished. And if and if you died halfway, that was it over. You were lucky if you had like a, a password for each level that you could then to take you back to it. Um, mm. But it's funny you should say that about completing games. I, I used to play uh, Jet Set Willy quite a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was like Manic Manch. Oh, what was it? Um, Manic Miner. Um, it was a sequel to that. And basically, you played this little guy that he was basically in a mansion and he can't go back to bed because his wife won't let him until he's tidied up everything. So you had to explore this giant mansion jumping over weird monsters. But I spent hours playing it and playing it and playing it. It's only now that you look back that that it was never anything you could complete because they purposely left bugs in old computer games so you could never complete them. 
so that you could, <sighs> you thought, yeah, oh, just get good at it. And by the time you like gave up, you'd never think anything more of it. So look at the replay value you had on this game. So you would um, go around each screen and you would just probably never reach the end. Is that yeah. how it worked? Yeah, there was some bug in it. I think what it happened is if you walked onto one room, you literally fell straight off the ledge and it would just have you falling down this ledge and dying over and over again. So I think <laughs> it's like you'd never get around it. Um, but yeah. I used to map that whole mansion out and I'd like, it was a crazy big mansion. Um, yeah. But yeah, those were, the, those were the days. But that was when games were actually, if you remember that some of the games and the premises of some of the games were completely lame. Like if you remember Paperboy, so your object yeah. of this game is you've got to ride your bike down the street delivering papers to houses oh. whilst avoiding like obstacles on the road. I'm like, that is lame. Yeah, me and my brother used to play Paperboy. Used to, used to really enjoy it for some reason. But it was also the same. I don't know if you ever played California Games. That was a... Yes, that was a tapping the keyboard one, wasn't it? Uh, well, we had it on the Atari, so it was... It, you, you could be... Um, I think you had a roller skater and you could be a surfer and it was just basically all the uh, competition <laughs> you set in California obviously but different competitions but it didn't come with actual instructions for how you did anything so with the um uh, if you were surfing you had to ride the wave and you could do tricks right but what they never told you was this is something that we through, through trial and error worked out that you would you could jump off the top of the wave at a certain angle but you had to hit the wave um, at the same angle or the opposite angle, if that makes sense. Jump off yeah. the wave at a 45-degree angle, hit the wave at a 45-degree angle. Um, and if you didn't, then you would just fall off. Do you know what I mean? So, um, and I think that's what a lot of the games were like back then. Uh, they, they did come with booklets and you could read, the, <laughs> read how to play things, but I'm pretty sure California games didn't actually tell you how to play each different... Um, each competition within uh, see, the game. I, I didn't really like like the sport games because they used to break your keyboard or your joystick. So <laughs> you had to press everything really hard. No, you, you used to, if you were in the running event, you'd be tapping the faster the keys, the faster you'd run. So it's knackering in itself, but it would also knacker your keyboard out as well. Yeah, I remember the daily Thompson's Decathlon. You'd tap 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 on the high jump, the high jump. You tap, 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 space bar at the right time to jump over the obstacle. Then tap, 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 tap. And you'd like this little animation would be slowly running and you'd be like tapping away, banging away furiously. Actually, that sounds wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it was just like, I mean, I would, ne if you, I would never buy a game like that now. But there was another no. game in the spectrum that you'd play a lot of. It was called... I always mention this one because I just think that game, why would any kid be interested in buying that game? But they did. It was called Hover Bother. And what happened oh. is you borrowed your neighbor's lawnmower and you <laughs> had to mow your lawn whilst avoiding the dog, your neighbor who wanted his lawnmower back. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. But what you think about it, like that, those kinds of games were probably. Um, more exciting than things like um, Space Invaders or kind of the I mean, they were newer in a way probably oh, because yeah. there, there was more of a theme around I, I, I can't even there was probably more of a um, I don't know it was probably more active than Space Invaders 
he had a lot going on. But I have this theory about how games were addictive and why people played them back then because it was all to do, I think, with dopamine levels. So that uh-huh. I've got the next level, I've got the next highest score, and it gives yeah. you that reward system. And I think, yeah. oh, I don't want to get to the next level. Even though the game was rubbish, but it played on that whole, oh, I'll just get to level 10. I'll just see if I can beat that score. Yeah. I think that's yeah. the way it used to work. So I think people, rather than now, you play a game to get further in the story or further in, like, explore there. Where back then it was about get the high score, get the next level. Ah, but if you see, you remember us playing uh, the division. Yeah. And I'm the kind of guy who hunts for all of the little recordings and things, aren't I? So uh, yeah. for me, yeah. So for me, I'm I'm still in that mode of like, oh, I'll collect all this because I'm like, yes, I found it. So but yeah, yeah little see, hits. I don't. I'm not really into the collecting every little item around the world to collect. You know, trophy collecting. I yeah. Don't, well, I, I like exploring and finding what's going to happen next yeah but you say on the, on the playstation i love to see i look through my uh, games list and most of them are like zero percent one percent because i've only played a little bit and um uh and yeah and i've got a couple that are 100 percent. i'm like yes i got a platinum trophy get in <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Uh, Woohoo! means nothing does it but <laughs> yeah it does it means you're worth a platinum trophy <laughs> thank you i feel really good about myself. <laughs> but uh, talking about the PlayStation, I remember I moved from, I was on the Amiga a lot, and then I got a PC, and I got a PC with a CD in it, and then I discovered like the PlayStation 1, and I was like, wow, this is so awesome. And I think I've just converted to consoles since then. Well, that, well this is the thing, right? So I, I went from probably Mega Drive and then <clears throat> playing anything, and obviously just using a PC for years, um, oh, apart from my brother had a Game Boy, which is literally all we ever played was Tetris. That was it. Oh, I had a Game Boy as well. It was the first yeah. handheld that I had. But the thing is, and because the games are like twenty quid a pop, and I couldn't afford that as a kid on the paper round money. Because um, yeah. I couldn't afford that on my salary as a kid on the paper round. I've got <laughs> family to support. Um, <laughs> I, I had three games on that Game Boy: Tetris because it came with it, Double yeah. Dragon. And the Amazing Spider-Man, which was rubbish. Oh, I didn't uh, know you could get Double Dragon with the with the. Oh, uh, it, was a, it was a brilliant conversion of it. It had the music and everything. It was spot on. See, for me, I missed out the PlayStation One, and it wasn't until PlayStation Two that I I got that, and I thought, oh, this is awesome. And then I started playing like um, Silent Hill and Resident Evil and stuff like that. And then, I mean, that was the for me that was the point where games completely changed. But I'd probably missed out a, a, a whole sort of several years of uh, of gaming to build up to that. Yeah, you see, I had the PlayStation 1, and then I think we got the PlayStation 2, but then I think I started to get back into PC gaming, so I didn't really have a lot on the PlayStation 2. And then I think we got a Wii, and then the Wii was pretty lame. But then when the PlayStation 3 came out, I got back into the console gaming again. Interestingly enough, I've just I've got loads of old games in there. I've just dragged uh, a cassette tape game for the acorn electron called bone cruncher we're talking about lame ideas for games this is from the back you are bono or bono a friendly dragon residing in a picturesque sea castle as a shrewd business dragon keen on a nice little earner you make your living by selling soap to giant monsters who bathe in the sea surrounding the castle (laughs) with the aid of your business partner named fozzy you produce soap by collecting skeletons among the castle caverns and then boiling the bones in a cauldron. 
however, the castle cabins are fraught with danger. There are monsters who kill you, spiders who will eat you alive, and glooks that will block your path. It will pay you dividends to also avoid the perilous trapdoors and the hidden volcanoes. Oh, like, you see. Basically, you've got to make soap for monsters that bathe in the <laughs> sea around the castle. Well, you like, see, by the end, what? by the end, by the end of that paragraph, I've forgotten about that lame idea because they're talking about volcanoes and stuff. I'm like, yeah, yeah like, let's put make soap, but there's volcanoes hidden in the castle. <laughs> Why would you hide a volcano in a castle? I mean, I remember playing that, and it was like, oh, this is so cool. But you're like, oh, God, I just think there's nothing. I there was nothing else better at the time. Um, and I, I do think though that when like, computers evolved, the late games started to subside a bit because they used to just. Yeah, I think it was bed people in their bedrooms programming up games and releasing them, and people yeah. would buy those games. So they'd just we need another game, right? I'll do this. I'm gonna, oh, I'll do that, and they just come up with stupid ideas. It's a bit like the a bit like the Play Store now, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's filled with much. games that are like that's rubbish. That's rubbish. Yeah, we we've got um, spoiled on games, and I'm playing a yeah. game called Ghosts Ghost of Toshimi at the moment, which yes. is awesome, like proper samurai game. It's like playing a movie. Um, just it's hard to go back to retro gaming now uh, oh, yeah. when you see games like that. But there we are. I think you've got a, when you do. I mean, I do every so often. I've got a, a little. I've got a little joypad <laughs> for for me uh, for me phone. And when I do go back to like River Raid and stuff like that, I just got to enjoy for what it is rather than, you know, I'm, I'm, I know what the games are anyway, and I, I can't compare them to, to what there is available now because yeah. the games, the games now are just, yeah, you're right. They're just mini, they're like movies. In fact, they're uh, better than movies because yeah. you're playing them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, if you think about this in a timescale perspective, 10 years ago, you had the the uh, PlayStation Three, yeah, about ten years yeah. ago. Now, if you were in nineteen ninety, and the computers are starting to get a lot better, ten years ago you had the PlayStation Three, uh, and if you were say you look at nineteen ninety, go back ten years from there, you're talking nineteen eighty, and yeah. how different the games would have been in nineteen eighty would have been Pong and really basic games, and that yeah. was like so you go back. I, I think that the games are slowing down in what they can do now because I still think PlayStation 3 games are still playable and pretty good. I think you're right. Mind you, I mean, I do still see a big difference between the PS3 and, and the PS4 when I'm playing the games. But and that's, not... to do with, that's to do with smoothness, isn't it? And how yeah. controllers are more responsive. So, yeah, I think it's really... Ref... We're really refining the gameplay now. But it's nothing changing that drastically um, because you're not going back 10 years to where it was just dots on the screen. No. You're just going back with slightly better. You're improving the graphics, but the games are similar. But I suppose you've got yeah. virtual reality now. I mean, I quite I find it hard to go back to flat screen gaming when you've had virtual reality. So true. So, um, yeah, this brings back so many memories. Um, but yeah. if you had to name, say, your top five favourite old games, um, what would they be? My, okay. I'm going to start with um, I'm going to start with the older ones and work through. So I think River Raid. Uh, oh, it's got to be. Oh, this is hard. Yeah, River Raid, Another World. Uh, I'm not going to say it came from the desert because I didn't play that enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Sonic the Hedgehog, Double Dragon, 
and I'm going to go with um, Golden Axe. Is that not five? bad. I think that's five. I lost yeah. count. I can't count. Um, <laughs> what about you? Yeah, I'm surprised you put River Raid in there then, because that is a very basic game. Um, it's just uh, excellent. What... Every time I yeah. play it, I'm like, this is just a good game. And you put Golden Axe in your top five as well. Um, yeah. You mentioned that, and I'd forgotten about it, but that uh, great memories from Golden Axe. That is the game where you've got to run around kicking the dwarf to make him drop bottles of potion for you. Yeah, it? yeah, <laughs> if you can catch him. <laughs> I feel like playing that one now. Uh, yeah. Okay, top five. Let me have a think about this, because I'm, I'm going through various different consoles and computers. Uh, Secret of Monkey Island. Mm. I love the point-and-click adventures. Um I'm going to go back to an old text adventure that I used to play all the time. It was called Bedlam. You had to escape from like a, a mental asylum and the patients had basically taken over. It was like old text based, so that's two. Um, God, I'm going to start struggling now, aren't I? Uh, oh, help me out here. There's too many. Oh, Elite. Played Ooh. the hell out of Elite. It was a 3D space battle game. Um, it was revolutionary at the time. I played that for years on various different computers. So that's definitely up there. I still play it now. It's on VR. There's like a virtual reality version of the game now called Elite Dangerous. Well worth checking out. Um, I can't say Tomb Raider because that's a little bit too modern, isn't it? Um, yeah. What did I used to play? That? Oh, Outrun. I used to play that an awful lot. And I'm going to say I used to be into the old flight simulator games and um i would say out of those probably a game called project stealth fire i used to play a lot as well it's like a, a 3d flight game we had to go on flight missions and things but um it's really hard to uh, pick your top five actually I'm like, i suddenly my brain went blank oh, yeah i used to play a lot of when i was younger um <laughs> And then, like, because a lot of my memories are going to be like, there's a lot on PlayStation One I could name as being like, oh, that was awesome. Um, I, so, I see those though. I, I see. I don't see those as retro games anymore. Uh, not yet, are, anyway. Technically, but they, they are. are. Yeah, technically they are. Yeah, you're right. PlayStation One is nineties. Yeah, yeah. That's like twenty five years ago plus. I know. And the PlayStation for me, ago. well, the PlayStation for me seems like a really modern thing, even. It has been around for years, but it feels like it's uh, the modern era of gaming. I mean, that's the thing. You're talking about the PlayStation 1 was 30 years ago. And if you go back to two, the year 2000, when you had started to get the PlayStation 2 out, go back 30 years from 2000, that takes you to 1970, before there were home computers. Oh, my God. You're old, <laughs> officially old. <laughs> yeah. Put oh. perspective but i i always notice this with tv stuff as well right so gaming now all they're doing is tweaking and improving the graphics they're still that sort of level of quality for a good 15 odd years yeah now if you go and look at say for example the difference between watching i'll use doctor who as an analogy for this you watch 1963 doctor who and then when you look at 10 years from there you go to 1973, you've got, not only is it all, everything in colour, but everything is quite a lot different. But now, if you yeah. go back 10 years to TV now, not really that different looking, is it? Production yeah, values right. aren't that different. 
Yeah. It's like everything's stagnating, but just improving slightly. There's nothing revolutionary like you had, yeah. like production values of TV, effects got all better. And even in the yeah. cinema now, there's nothing really amazing coming out cinema wise with effects or anything like that. No, you're right. I think they've uh, gaming have is tweaked to a point where it's as close to real life as it could be, especially you um you know your games like the division and stuff the the like and how responsive the controls are and all of that. Yeah. So it, it's and now they're heading into like actually placing you physically inside the game, so it feels more like like you're there. I think that's the next level, isn't it? Then holodecks. Which never makes any sense how the holodecks work anyway, but there we are. That's, a, that's another <laughs> yeah. Star Trek discussion. Well, well, that's it from us. <laughs> yeah, it's been uh, a fun trip down memory lane. Um, I might dig out a little bit of uh, mild, emulating, mild emulated games and have a little play on that. Yeah. Maybe you play well. it came from the desert. Yes. In fact, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do that today because uh, I've got the emulator on my phone. And um, and I've got a load of uh, a load of files that I can I can dig through, and I'm pretty sure I've got it came from the desert in various formats. <laughs> awesome. Yes, I'm going to charge me um me old school joypad up. Let's do it. Yes, I'm going to go and play <laughs> Outrun. And then I got to look after the kids in between. No, <laughs> no, they can look after themselves. Gaming's yeah. more important. And it's more fun. Exactly. Exactly. Four-year-old, oh, seven-year-old. Surely they can look after themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> leave him with a bowl of water or something, can't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Nice speaking to you, Kev. This has been awesome. Absolutely. I'll, uh, I'll see you for the next discussion. It's going to be riveting. See you guys later. See you later. Bye-bye. <laughs>